Welcome to Victory with Paul Doherty, pastor of Victory in Tulsa, Oklahoma. If you're in the area, we'd love to meet you at any of our services, Saturday night at 5 p.m. and Sundays at 8.30, 9, and 11 a.m. If you can't visit us, you can watch live on the Victory app, downloadable on the App Store and Google Play. Pastor Paul has a great message for you today, and I believe this message is going to make an impact in your life. All right, well, we are in this series on David, and today I want to talk to you about how to kill your giants. How many of you guys got some giants in your life? Anybody got a giant that showed up unexpectedly in the last week, last month? Maybe it was a bill, a giant bill. Maybe it was a doctor's report, a giant doctor's report. Maybe it was a problem in your marriage or a problem in your family, something that's trying to attack you. Well, when we look in this part of David's story in 1 Samuel 17, if you have a Bible, you can open up there with us. We get excited about the Word of God. Come on, somebody. It's powerful. This is a story about how to kill a giant. This is an outline on how to take out the giants that are in your life, the profile of a giant killer. But to set the story up, we go 3,000 years ago in a valley called Elah right outside of Tel Aviv, Israel. There was a land area in Israel called the Shekelah. And on one side of a valley was a mountain ridge where Israel, the army of Israel, was encamped, ready to fight. On the other side of the valley was the Philistine army. The Philistine army was big, they were massive, and they knew that there was going to be a war, a battle in the valley. By the way, the battle is in the valley. The faith is in the valley. Oftentimes we think faith is on the mountaintop, but faith is in the valley. And so the Philistine army came up with this idea. Rather than have a lot of bloodshed and thousands of of soldiers be killed, let's just send our greatest warrior in the middle of the valley to challenge Israel's greatest warrior. And the two of them can duke it out, fight whoever wins and kills the other guy. Then that army now has to serve the other army for the rest of their lives. So the Philistines, they were after the territory of Israel. And I want to tell you today that Satan is after the territory of your family. Satan wants the territory of your purity. He wants the territory of your mind. He wants the territory of your marriage. He's not just after you. This battle that you're in is after the territory of your future children and your future children. The devil wants to take you out. And the second you start following God, you become a target for the enemy. So the Philistines sent their greatest giant down into the valley, and his name was Goliath. And Goliath came day after day. Isn't this a picture of temptation? He doesn't just come one day. He doesn't just come in the morning. He comes in the evening. He comes in the next day and the next day. For 40 days, he would come and taunt Israel. And he would say, send someone to fight me. Send out your greatest warrior, and if he beats me, then we will serve you the rest of our lives. But if I win, we get your territory, and you become our slaves for the rest of your lives. And he would taunt Israel. And in verse 11 of 1 Samuel 17, it says, When Israel heard this, they were greatly terrified, deeply shaken. One verse says that they ran for the caves. They were hiding from the giant. But I love the introduction of the story here of the man that we're talking about in this series. Verse 12, it says, now David. Everybody say, now David. He was the son of a man named Jesse who had eight sons. And Jesse's three older sons, Abnadab and Eliab and Shemaiah, had already joined Saul's army. 
David was going back and forth, taking care of his father's sheep and then feeding his older brothers. One day in verse 17, Jesse told David, would you go and take some bread and some, some cheese, basically some pizza? Can you be the pizza delivery boy and uh, take it to your brothers quickly? So verse 18, David runs. By the way, David was submitted to his father. David did exactly what his father asked him to do. And one of the first things we can learn about giant killers is that you have to be under authority. If you want to get over who God wants to put under you, you need to get under whom God has put over you. You need to get under whom God, if you want to get over, if you want to take out some giants, you got to be under authority. Is there anyone who can speak into your life? Is there any leadership in your life? Are you undercover or are you rebellious? against everybody. Nobody can tell me what to do. I ain't going to church. I ain't going to be under authority. But I'm telling you, you can't get over what God wants to put under you until you get under whom God has put over you. David was under authority. Come on, somebody. And he went to go and take care of his brothers. And he was bringing them food. And as he was bringing them food, Goliath began to taunt Israel like he did every day. And in verse 24, as soon as the Israelite army heard Goliath and saw him, they began to run away in fright. But David, in verse 25, asked, wait a minute, what's going to happen to the guy who takes out this giant? They said, well, if you take out the giant, the giant that's defying Israel, there's a reward for killing the giant. Everybody say, there's a reward. They said, he will give, whoever takes out the giant, the king of Israel will give him one of his daughters for a wife. He'll give him and his entire family exemption from paying taxes. So if you kill this giant, you change your financial status. You kill this giant, you change your marital status. You kill this giant, you change the trajectory of your destiny. There are giants in this room that if you will kill the giant that's facing your family right now, it'll change the whole atmosphere in your house. If you get rid of that pornography addiction, it'll change the whole trajectory of your destiny. If you get rid of that addiction, that secret sin, that shame, that fear, that worry, that giant that haunts you and taunts you every day. It'll change who you marry. It'll change where you live. You'll move from the shepherd's fold to the palace if you just take on that giant. But the devil loves to taunt you and make you, make you think you can't do it. You're unqualified. This giant's always going to rule you. But I love David's response. He says, who is this uncircumcised Philistine in verse 26? He says, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that's trying to come after the armies of the living God? David had some courage. He had some confidence. Who is this guy anyways? And I want to tell you real quickly that your confidence, number one, comes from how you see God. We need to learn how to see God through what God's word says about him. How do you see God? Because the way you see God changes the way you approach your giants. If you see God as a mad God, or a bad God, or a sad God, or a defeated God, or a dead God, which he's not, he is alive, and he's looking for anyone who's ready to call on his help. The Lord is searching to and fro for giant killers, looking for the next generation that will rise up and say, my God is able. He is mighty to save, and nothing is impossible for him. We need to learn to see God through what God's word says about him. Secondly, David's courage came from seeing himself through what God's word said about him. You need to see yourself. You and I, we have to see ourselves through what God's word says about us, not what people say to us, not what others have to say about us, not what we think about ourselves, but what God says. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. 
moms, you are doing a great job. You are valuable. You are more than a conqueror. You were called to the kingdom like Esther for such a time as this. You've got what it takes. You can do this. And you're not alone, single parents. You've got what it takes. God is with you. The Holy Spirit is helping you. Number three, we've got to learn to see our circumstances through what God's word says about them. How are you looking at the giants that are facing you right now? Because in God's word, Red Seas can part. Jericho walls can fall down. The sun can stand still. The Jordan River can part. Giants have to fall. Everything bows. Every circumstance you're facing, no matter how big it looks, no matter the bills you gotta pay, no matter how lonely you feel, no matter how far away marriage may look or a healthy marriage or a healthy family, whatever it is you're facing that's trying to tell you it's never gonna change, you need to see your circumstances through the lens of God's word, that every circumstance, every giant, every mountain you're facing can crumble into the sea as you begin to move towards it with faith in God. So David said, what? Who is this uncircumcised Philistine? What is he trying to do? And as soon as David started talking trash back to the giant, Notice who starts talking trash to him. It wasn't just Goliath that was putting David down. Sometimes the greatest insults come from those closest to you. In verse 28, Eliab, his oldest brother, heard David talking. He said, what are you doing around here anyway? What about those few sheep you have? So now his older brother's putting him down. Now Eliab, last week we learned he was the guy that Samuel thought was gonna be the next king of Israel. Eliab's the older brother of David, the oldest of the eight. He's strong, he's tough, and he's trying to push David down. See, Eliab knew about David's history, but he didn't know about David's destiny. And there's people who know about your history, but they're not connected to your destiny. They'll try to remind you of who you used to be. You used to smoke those cigarettes. You used to drink. I, you used to party with us. We know what you used to be like. Thank God for the people who don't remind you of who you used to be, but believe in who you're called to be, that see the potential inside of you, that don't just put you in a box but say, God's got a plan for your life. I'm so thankful for the people that saw the potential. You know, my mom was one of those people that saw potential in me before anybody else did. Paul, I believe in you. My dad, Paul, I believe in you. You know, right when I stepped in as pastor, there was some Eliabs around, none of my actual siblings, but other people that said, you're too young for this. What are you doing out here? You're called to be on the guitar. Just go and play worship. Don't try to be the past. Don't try to lead. But you know, David knew who he was because he knew whose he was. And number four, if you're gonna kill giants, you gotta know who you are by knowing whose you are. You are a child of God. You are God's son, God's daughter. And your identity is not in your ability. Your identity is not in your stature. It's not in your family. It's not in your financial status. It's not in your past. Your identity is in Christ. So whether you messed up big time, even before you came to church today, whether you gotten in a fight in the parking lot of church today, you need to know you are a child of God. He still loves you. He's still for you. He's got a plan for you. He's going to help you take out the giants. Don't let the enemy of self-defeat and condemnation talk you out of God's plan for your life. Know who you are by knowing whose you are. So David shook off the haters. His brother was putting him down, verse 29. He said, what did I do? Is there not a cause? In other words, David said, I was coming here to help you. I was coming here to serve you. David knew I can throw rocks at Goliath, but I can't throw rocks at my brother. So instead of standing here and trying to fight with him, some of us are in unnecessary battles 
we feel like we got to respond to everybody on social media. It's not worth it. It's a waste of your time. It's a waste of your energy. Don't, hey, the dogs bark, but the train keeps rolling. <laughs> Sometimes people are going to criticize you, put you down, falsely accuse you, make up the craziest stories about you. But when you are following God's plan, you just keep moving forward. You just keep moving forward. Don't you quit. Don't you give up. Don't feel like you got to. And you got to know who the real enemy is. The real enemy is not your spouse. It's not your kids. It's not your in-laws. It's not your boss. The real enemy is the prince of darkness. And he's trying to bring strife. He's trying to get you distracted, fighting battles that are unnecessary. Keep focused on the right fight. So David moved forward. Saul started hearing about David. And Saul said, David, verse 33. Don't be ridiculous. You can't take on this Philistine and possibly win. You're only a boy. You're a youth. And he's been a warrior from his youth. So Saul is trying to talk him out of it. But I love David's response. Number five, if you're going to kill a giant, you need to remember your victories. You need to remember your victories. You need to remember what God has done for you and through you in the past. Because what he did back then, he can do it again. So David began to respond to Saul. He said, Saul, you don't know. I've been watching my father's sheep. I've been taking care of his goats. And when a lion or a bear came to steal the lamb from the flock, I chased that lion down. And when I got the lamb out of his mouth, I would take my club and I would beat that lion to death. And what I did to the lions and what I did to the bears, I'm going to do to this pagan Philistine. For he has defied the armies of the living God. Come on, David was gangster. David had courage. Some of us are letting the devil just beat up on us on a daily basis. My wife was just reminding me this week just how sometimes it's not what other people say to us. It's what we say to ourselves on the inside. I'm unworthy. I'm unqualified. I've never fought a giant like this. I don't know how to raise kids in this day and age. I don't know how I'm going to get up from this mistake. We beat ourselves up on the inside. And the problem is we're remembering what we should be forgetting and we're forgetting what we should be remembering. We're remembering our mistakes. We're remembering our shame, our failures. But God already forgot about them. He casted our sin as far as the east is from the west. He's saying, move on from that. You need to remember your victories. You need to remember your successes. You need to remember you're still breathing. You're still standing. Satan hasn't won. There's still time on the scoreboard. Get up and move towards the giant. So David told Saul, he said, Saul, I got this. Trust me. I took out bears. I took out lions. I got victories in the past. I got victories in the future. Saul said, okay, fine. The Lord be with you. Verse 38, Saul said, but hold on. Let me put my armor on you. Here, wear my helmet. Wear my breastplate. Wear my shield. It was all big. David said, I can't handle this because the anointing doesn't flow when you're trying to copy somebody else. There's no anointing when you're trying to be somebody that you're not. The anointing is in being yourself. Why be a copy when you can be yourself? Why be a second-rate somebody else when you can be a first-rate you? You were born an original. Don't you die as a copy. When Ashley and I got married, Ashley told me, Paul, I can't be like your mom. I, I don't know how to sing like Pastor Sharon. She's a great singer. She said, Paul, I don't know how to laugh like Pastor Sharon. She's a great laugher. Paul, I don't know how to do the Sharon dance that she does. She's a great dancer. I can't play the keys. I can't cook the fried chicken that she cooks. I said, babe, you be you. Boo, you be you. It's all good. Use your sling. Use your stones. You don't got to be Sharon. You be Ashley. I'm so glad that Ashley is Ashley. 
How many of y'all received that word from her today? Babe, that was powerful for all of us. When I first stepped in as pastor, I was given a pair of my dad's shoes just to kind of remember my dad. He had passed away and my mom gave my brother a pair, gave me a pair. and I took it a step further. I didn't just, you know, look at them. I wore them. And uh, my first few months as pastor, I was wearing my dad's shoes out here and they were bigger and they were, they were heavy and they were kind of old and they had like scratches on them and people were like, why is he wearing those shoes? And I was wearing them because I was thinking, if I wear my dad's shoes, people will like me more. I'll be more anointed. I'll preach better sermons as long as I can just wear his shoes. Finally, a friend came to me and gave me a new pair of shoes and he said, Paul, it's time for you to start wearing your own shoes. They look better on you than your dad's shoes. You know, I think my dad in heaven would say the same thing. Paul, there's certain things that we want to take on from those that we look up to, our heroes and mentors. But you know, our heroes and mentors, they don't want us to try to be a carbon copy of them. They want us to use the weapon that God's given us for this generation. David knew, I can't wear Saul's armor. I can't fight with this sword. But God's given me some stones and a sling, and I've learned how to use this sling. So David moved towards Goliath. And he went down into the valley and he took his stones and his sling, verse 40. And as he moved towards Goliath, Goliath moved towards him. And in verse 41, Goliath walked towards David. And then in verse 43, he said, am I a dog that you come at me with a stick and stones? And he cursed David by the names of his gods. He said, come over here and I'm going to feed your body to the birds and the wild beast. And the giants in your life, they want to silence you. They want to shut you up. They want to put you in a corner. They want, they want a silent church. The devil wants to silence the church in America. Wants to stop the church from talking about things we need to talk about. Like stopping racism in this country. And stopping a spirit of immorality in this country. And trying to shut us up and just sit in a corner. But I love how David talked back to the giants. And here's the next point right here. You need to talk back to your giants. Don't let the giants do all the talking. You need to control the volume in the valley. You need to control the narrative in the valley. The, the, the battle belongs to the praisers. The battle belongs to the men and women who refuse to shut up, who say, no, my God is greater than you, Goliath. My God is stronger than you, Goliath. I am not defeated. I'm not running. And I'm not shutting up. Is there any praisers in the house today? Take a praise break for 10 seconds. Thank you, Jesus. A couple weeks ago, when Ashley and I realized that we lost our baby, and um, she shared it earlier, and that's why I'm sharing it, but when, we, uh, when it happened, there was sadness, but there was peace. And at the same time, there was this question that the enemy was trying to whisper in our hearts. And the enemy always tries to whisper in your hearts when you're in a vulnerable moment. And well, he tries to whisper in your hearts even when you're on the mountaintop too. Tries to get you conceited and prideful and thinking you'd made it all by yourself. But when you're in the valley, the devil loves to just tell you, this is it, you're defeated. And uh, yeah, that, that lie of the enemy was coming, saying you guys won't have children. And I just, we rebuked that 
that lie. We took authority in our house. We began to turn up the volume of our praise. God will restore. We will see that child again, and God's not finished with us. We're going to have more children as God blesses us with more children. You've got to turn the volume up in your house and start declaring God's word. Start speaking what God's put in your heart. If he's put a dream in your heart, don't just be quiet about it. Talk it out. Speak it out. Declare what God has put in your heart and use your voice to bring praise to God. So David spoke back to Goliath. He said this, you come at me with sword, spear, and javelin, but I come at you in the name of the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied, Goliath. And he says this, he says, today, everybody say today. Today, the Lord will conquer you. In other words, the battle belongs to the Lord. The battle belongs to the Lord. In the last few months, Ash and I have had some behind the scenes, just attacks. And the greater the vision, the greater the opposition. The, 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 the anointing attracts attacks. My friend AJ said that the other day. And just because you, you start doing what God's called you to do doesn't mean you're going to be exempt from attacks of the enemy. It'll come at you. But what God spoke to me in the middle of all of it, God said, the battle belongs to the Lord. The battle belongs. If you show up in the valley, I'll take care of the battle. But you got to show up to the fight. Don't run to the caves. Don't hide. Don't get silent. You show up. But the battle belongs to the Lord. David said, the Lord will conquer you. And I'll kill you and cut off your head. And I'll give the dead bodies of your men to the birds and wild animals. And the whole world will know there is a God in Israel. Talk back to your giants. Number seven, here I am, almost done. Attack the giant quickly. The longer you wait to attack the giant, the bigger he gets. Attack the giant quickly. The longer you let an addiction build in your house, the bigger it gets. The same day that David heard the giant talking was the day that David took the giant out. He didn't wait two weeks. He didn't wait 10 years. He didn't say, let me play around. Let me play the field a little bit and, and just let this giant grow. No. He took the giant out on the same day. He said, I got an appointment with my destiny right here. There's a reward on the other side of my obedience. And the longer I wait, the bigger he gets. So I'm going to take it out today. Attack the giant quickly. David took the stone, slung it at the giant, nailed him in the forehead. There's always a vulnerable spot in the enemy. And the Lord will give you the strategy to take the enemy out. And when the stone hit his forehead, the giant fell to the ground. Big thump on the ground. And then David took the sword of the giant. And here's the last point right here. He cut his head off. This is a brutal, gruesome Mother's Day message for all of you today. And it's filled with grace and hope and love. God wants you to finish strong. He doesn't want you to finish defeated. He wants you to finish as a victor. He wants you to cut the head off of that worry, that fear, that addiction, that sin. I want you to stand to your feet all over this room today. God is with you. He is for you. He has anointed you. He's given you grace. Where he guides, he provides. Where he directs, he protects. And the giants you're facing right now don't stand a chance against the God inside of you. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. I want us just to bow our heads and close our eyes all over this place. I believe some of you are facing a giant of cancer. Some of you are facing a giant of leukemia, a giant of divorce, a giant of loneliness, a giant of frustration, a giant of, of discouragement. And I just see in my mind, there's a mom in the room today, similar to the movie uh, War Room that I saw not too long ago. 
where this mom, she was discouraged. Her husband had left her, was cheating on her with another woman, and then her family was falling apart, but something inside of her rose up to start praying. There was a spiritual mom that challenged her, don't give up on your marriage, don't give up on your family, and she walked back into her house, and she started taking authority of every room in her house, every inch of the house. She began to kick the devil out. She began to cut the head off of that spirit that was trying to attack her family. There's someone in the room today. There's a spirit trying to intimidate you, a spirit of fear about the future, a spirit of lack trying to attack your finances, feeling like you'll never have enough, feeling like you'll never be enough. There's a spirit of inadequacy trying to silence you, saying you're unqualified. You can't do this. You're unworthy. There's a spirit of shame trying to remind you of your past mistakes and sins and failures. But I'm telling you, there's a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind that God wants to give you today to defeat the giants that you're facing with heads bowed and eyes closed. If you're facing a giant right now, I want you to lift your hand. You know you need this message. You know you need to rise up and take this giant out in your life. Yeah, hands going up all over this room. How many are in the valley right now? You are in the valley. You are facing the giant. Don't run. Don't run. God says the battle belongs to the Lord, but you got to stand up and show up because if you'll stand up and show up, the Holy Spirit will move through you. The battle belongs to the Lord. Wow. I want to invite every person that just raised your hand to leave your seat. Come and meet me at this altar right now. Come on. I want to pray for some giant killers in the room today. Today is the day the Lord has made. Don't put it off till tomorrow. It's okay if you're in the very back. I'm gonna give you a few minutes, just come on down. Today is your day to take out Goliath. What better day than Mother's Day to move towards the altar and say, I'm, I'm done playing games with this thing. I'm done just, just letting this thing grow in my life. I'm done letting this giant talk me out of my destiny, talk me out of God's plan for my life. Today, I'm attacking the giant. Today, I'm attacking the giant. Today, I'm finding out who I am in Christ. No matter what you're facing right now, maybe you're here today and you say, Paul, I'm not right with God. I need to surrender, I need to repent. I need to let Jesus be Lord of my life. If that's you, come and meet us at the altar. Can we give a big hand clap? Many are coming today for the first time at the altar. I know some are here that are Christians, but there's some today that they're giving their life to Jesus. If that's you, come and meet us at the altar. God loves you. He's for you. He's not finished with you yet. He's got a plan for you. He's got a plan for your future. He's gonna lead you. He's gonna guide you. He's gonna help you. He's gonna anoint you for such a time as this. God is not leading you into the valley to be defeated. He's leading you into the valley to claim the victory that is rightfully yours through Christ Jesus so that you can bring glory, not to yourself, but bring glory to the God of Israel, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of your family, the God of you, and, and the God who's delivered you and rescued you in the past is gonna deliver and rescue you in the present and in the future. Don't let the devil talk you out of your destiny. You're gonna see the victory. You're gonna see the breakthrough in Jesus' name. Let's go ahead, let's just worship God for a moment. Just take control of the valley for a moment. Let's sing, how great is our God. How great. How great go ahead, all over this room, just give him praise. Sing me how great. I 
Would you pray this with me? Say, Jesus. Let's mean it with all our hearts. Say, Jesus. I trust you. I surrender to you. Thank you, Jesus. I'm not alone. You are with me. You are for me, God. I believe you died on the cross. You rose from the dead. And you've given me life. You've given me hope. I repent of my sins. And I receive your forgiveness. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. From this day forward, I trust in you, Lord. And I'm going to fight the fight of faith. I'm not backing down. I'm trusting in you, Lord. The battle belongs to you. And I believe I'll see the victory. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Give God praise today. You got the victory. Now walk in victory. Hey, happy Mother's Day down at this altar. Take some time to talk with, pray with someone beside you, behind you. Thank you for listening to Victory with Paul Doherty. If you're in the area, we'd love to meet you at any of our services. Saturday night at 5 p.m. and Sundays at 8.30, 9, and 11 a.m. If you can't visit us, you can watch live on the Victory app, downloadable on the App Store and Google Play. Remember, your best days are right in front of you.